What's up, everyone? Steven Jensen here, Fightful.com. We're here to review Game Changer Wrestling, Hammerstein, a.k.a. the world on GCW. I'm joined by Sean Ross Sapp and Righteous Reg from the Grapsity Podcast. This was a great show, a lot of fun, a lot of crazy stuff happened tonight, and we're going to get into it. Uh, Sean, how you doing tonight, man? Doing awesome. Glad to be here. Uh, a Bengals win last night, a, a fun UFC show, fun GCW show, binge-watched Ozark. It's a good weekend. <laughs> Hell yeah. Reg, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great, man. Enjoyed that GCW show. They threw a lot out there, and uh, I think they made it happen. So, cool. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, for sure. Sean, you got some news for us, some notes, a bunch of good stuff. What you got for us? I do. I like to hop on these shows, uh, some of the Impact shows, some of the GCW shows, because I know we're going to get a lot of Super Chats. I know we're going to get a lot of Humper Chats over at HumperChats.com. That's where you get your question or statement right on the air. And this might answer some of those before you all even ask them. But please still support us with a thumbs up, all that good stuff. And remember, Steven reviews GCW and all kinds of stuff on the Weekender, on Fightful Select every week. But I had a lot of news on FightfulSelect.com today. Uh, before the show, you would have seen uh, Marco Stunt was seen around the venue. So uh, it was it was kind of known that he was there. However, Jonathan Gresham was not there. Jordan Grace has come out and said that uh, she had COVID. Jonathan Gresham, I was able to contact him. He told me that it wasn't worth the risk of, of exposing people to COVID. So he wasn't able to make it. Uh, it was known a little bit ahead of the show that Leo was going to uh, replace Jonathan Gresham in that match, and G-Raver replaced him in the latter match as well. Uh, AJ Gray, the, the story coming into this was that he didn't have a match. I'm told uh, by people close to the show that he was planned for that ladder match as of last week, and I was told that he was fine after that spill. Uh, the, the Spanish announced team... Joel and Jose Maximo were there as well, which is very cool. I had mentioned that 911, Ian Riccoboni, Sean Waltman were there at the venue as well, as was uh, Amy Rose from ROH. But all of them appeared on the show. Like, uh, so, so I mean, I guess that's it, it's cool that they they got on the show as well. But um, really happy to see Marco stunt there. GCW is where he made his home. Uh, there were several people there at the GCW show who were not booked for it. So I uh, don't know if if maybe there were going to be plans for them, but I'm going to work on getting some more names. Uh, most of the roster that I talked to believe they're going to come back to Hammerstein after this, but company reps have not confirmed it to me. I did speak to Brett Lauderdale yesterday for a Fightful Magazine article, but uh, I reached out to him ahead of the show about some of the changes, but I didn't hear back. I assume he was a busy fellow, but they did not make any announcements about the card changes. Uh, they did break the record for Hammerstein Ballroom attendance for a wrestling show, which uh, is very, very impressive. And That's there was, it, it is a big deal. It is a big deal with the history of all those shows there. And uh, it is very clear they did have a hard out at 11 p.m. Eastern because, uh, and I got people saying like it's antiquated and, and uh, all that. That's the byproduct of them being on traditional pay-per-view for this as well, which is very important to them to get on traditional pay-per-view. But you know what? If you, got, if you got a hard out time in your pants and it ain't working out for you and you want that performance, you don't want to get your time cut to about seven, eight minutes. You don't want that. You don't want to risk a flat finish or a start or anything. You can go to bluechew.com and use that code FIGHTFUL and get stronger, harder erections and fantastic 
performance. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients, or rather, just the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, but they work on your schedule. They work when you're ready or when you're not. They get you ready, my friends. It's prescribed online. You take their questionnaire. You get matched up with an online physician. And if you qualify, it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. Much more discreet than this ad read. Much more discreet than that pay-per-view out. That much I'll tell you. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy or the doctor's office to get your first shipment free when you use the promo code FIGHTFUL. Just pay $5 shipping. BlueChew.com and the code FIGHTFUL. You'll be putting people through, through tables, through doors, all kinds of stuff. My God. Uh, fellas, I hope you all have a great show. Thanks for jumping in, Sean. Hey, appreciate, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, SRS. Great, great to see you guys. Great seeing you, man. Reg, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Yes, yes, yes. That's very funny that um, the hard out, this pay-per-view, very reminiscent. They relied a lot on ECW things, and this show ended just like the first ECW pay-per-view ended. Super hard out. Time ran way past that they wanted to go, you know, wanted it to go to, and they had to get the pay-per-view out quick. This thing happened exactly the same. A lot of ECW tropes happen tonight, and it ended just like that again. Very funny, very ECW karma on to you. So enjoy GCW. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, as Sean was saying at the, at the start of the show, if you're sending in the super chats and the humper chats, we're gonna read them real read them out. We'll put them up on the screen, uh, the super chats, and we'll read out the humper chats for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that this show overall, and we'll get into the matches here. It was it was strange because mm -hmm. it wasn't like the hottest GCW crowd I've ever seen, mm -hmm. but like it was a whole lot of people, right? So like mm -hmm. it felt like a, a felt like a good portion of the audience was like really locked in and like hardcore GCW fans, but it also attracted just a lot of just pro wrestling fans that wanted to be a part of a big show like this. Right. So like some of the matches like really hit, and then some of them I think missed a little bit, but maybe would have been better in like in like a setting that GCW is more used to kind of being in, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It felt very reminiscent of uh, when I go to PWG shows, when they have big shows like Bola and there's just a bunch of fans that are like not used to being at the shows, but they're there. So they don't really know how to react to things. They don't know sometimes what's going on, what these angles are, or what's happening. So it was a very weird and interesting show, a very weird and interesting crowd for sure. The New York crowds are always on something else anyway, so it's, you know, it's always up in the air when you when you go with the New York crowd. And the New York crowd of this size, there's people coming in from different places. GCW is always, their crowds are weird in the first place, so it's like a mesh of a bunch of things tonight uh, and for the show, so. For sure. And, and Dan V kind of echoes our sentiments a little bit, says, thank you very much for the super chat, Dan, says, uh, it was a rough show. The crowd was poorly mic'd. Uh, I was incredibly disappointed, and Kevin Gill continues to stink on commentary. The six-man tag was really good, though, compared to Terminus with those matches. So it sounds like Dan didn't really enjoy the show. I enjoyed the show. I mean, KG. we're going to talk about a lot of really uh, positive stuff. KG is a divisive name in GCW. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, chatter on Twitter usually throughout the shows about Kevin Gill. Right. Um, but Dan, nonetheless, thank you very much for the super chat. And, hey, that's uh, the homie. Shout out opinion. to Kevin Gill, man. I like Kevin Gill. That's my friend. <laughs> Well, there you go. Stop hating on Kevin Gale, man. Let him get his stuff in. 
see the thing is like people seem to complain about how often he curses on commentary but like it's so on brand for gcw it doesn't bother right. me you know no, that's what it's supposed to be like eloquent this raw. <laughs> yeah this is very very different than raw that's for sure <laughs> um eloquent with a super chat thank you very much says first time i've seen a gcw show felt it was mid to be honest so we're getting a couple <laughs> negative super chats to start the show off yeah but hey What's at least up, you checked eloquent? The... shout out to eloquent um yeah, yeah you know I felt uh, overall on the show, I felt that they didn't GCW up enough. It was like, just like I was saying, kind of like a super duper big tribute to ECW. It was like, what did they do on one night stand? Like, let's recreate that for this show. And I felt they relied too heavily on those ECW things. And I didn't really like that portion of it. The thing that got you guys to Hammerstein. See, Atticus Coger put out that great promo right before the show where he was 100% right. The thing that got them to the dance, they just abandoned all of it at this show, the buildup to the show and during the show. It's like all the young people and the young guys and the young matches and these different things you got relied heavy on. You kind of just threw them all together or put them in multi-man matches or, you know, having them as a little spot in the show. But you relied heavily on Jeff Jarrett and Matt Cardona and all these like old things that we've seen before bro we don't want to see jeff jarrett i mean come on what are we talking about right now why am i watching jeff jarrett on a gcw show this isn't impact this isn't wwe this isn't wcw like why is jeff jarrett on my screen it's just like when billy gunn and his son come out on Dino. i'm like why am i watching this why am i watching this right now i should not be watching this that's how it feels to see jeff jarrett on the show Jeff Jarrett, we don't want to see you wrestle. We shouldn't be watching you wrestle on a big giant GCW show. The thing that brought you to the dance. I know they can't have fire and barbed wire and and things, but there's ways you could have got around it. There's more things you could have did. There were some positives on the show, and we will talk about it. So for sure. And and to your point there, they were a bit pigeonholed with like where they were doing the show. They couldn't do. I mean, they're so known for the deathmatch wrestling. Right. Although GCW, from the outside looking in, I think a lot of people have this like this notion that GCW is strictly deathmatch, but usually you get like one or two ultraviolet death matches. And the right. rest is a lot of like what we saw tonight minus their, I mean, they do, they do incorporate legends. I mean, we, we do mm -hmm. say that a lot, but um, the nerd, uh, what'd you say? The nerd, the nerd guru says first time watching GCW, I was entertained for sure. Some things were jarring compared to an AEW or WWE show, but it still kicked ass. Mox looks amazing. So Nerd Guru was, uh, was entertained by the show, and I agree. Mox looks very healthy right now, which is a great thing to see. Um, on the flip side, we got Ken with a super chat. Thank you very much. Says, I love GCW, but if they want to claim to be third or first biggest promotion, they got to fix their production and audio. And that isn't just GCW. Like that happens mm -hmm. a lot on Fight TV. I'm not sure right. really like where the Definitely. blame lies on that. Mm -hmm. um, All the Ring of Honor shows are always like, oh my God, what is going on here? Every time I watch on Fight, I'm like, what is this? I, I'm thinking like, is it my Xbox? But it's like everyone that's watching on Fight is experiencing these issues. So yeah, there's some kind of disconnect with the promotions and Fight and somebody. It's always going on there. I see it every, I'm used to it on GCW shows. So really I'm just like, what production issues? That's like <laughs> normal for them at this point. Exactly. Um, Brett Lockman with another super chat says, I'm a newer fan to GCW over the past year, but I thought they nailed this one. Played on some classic moments from the building, cool matches, rest of GCW's year should be something to watch. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, it's, we'll, we'll get into that because it's kind of a match by match basis yeah, with, right. with some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. um thank you very much brent 
uh, action uh, with a bunch of zeros and a seven at the end says, what happened to the Briscoes? Um, I don't know what you mean. They were there. They wrestled yeah. Nick Gage and Matt Tremont. Um, the match was just, as we were saying earlier, they had a hard out at 11 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, that's all. I think people were kind of confused on the ending, and it was just like, no, they were they had to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Zero Fear sent a couple super chats. Thank you very much. Um, there was no message, but we very much appreciate the super chats. Um, it's that. a way to directly support uh, those that are here at the channel. It was much appreciated. Um, let's see if we got anything else to catch up on before we get into the matches. Robert Anderson says, thank you for answering the question about hard out times and pay-per-views. Here's the donation anyway. Mm. Well, thank you very much, Robert. Appreciate that. All right. And one last one before we get into some of the matches. Uh, Reg, when we get you on Sour Graphs. Book me. I'm here. I'm ready. Sour Graphs. What's up? Y'all Y'all at Alex Pulowski, you want you want to see it. Yeah. All right. At Alex. <laughs> All right, so let's get into some of these matches. We got more Super Chats to catch up on, and we will read out every single one of them. We'll answer your questions. We'll read out your comments and statements. Make sure to smash that like button and subscribe if you haven't already as well. We'll get into some of these matches. And uh, yeah, so there was so much that happened on this show. We obviously can't sit here and go move by move and, and point right. out every single little thing. But we'll go all the way back to that kickoff battle royal. Started the show off on the pre-show. I will give a shout out to everyone in the match because I do want their names out there. We had Psycho Clown, Dark Sheik, Cole Radrick, Pero, Hoodfoot, Ruckus, KTB, Juicy Finale, Steve Scott, Nate Webb, Big Vin, Janai Kai, Dustin Thomas, Marcus Mathers, Yoya, Charles Mason, B-Boy Lufisto, and Thunder Rosa. So a lot of talent in that one. Thunder Rosa got a massive pop as expected. Um, well, not she was uh, uh, as expected that, you know, she was a, uh, a surprise, but, you know, mm -hmm. she gets those kind of reactions. Um how do you feel about this kickoff battle royal and Big Vin getting the W in this one? The the son of nine one one. Right. Yeah. No, I love this battle royal because I have a lot of friends in it and a lot of people that I like a lot, like Dark Sheik and Hoodfoot got a really big pop, like that was kind of unexpected. I'm like, wow, Hoodfoot really got over with that last match against Alex Cologne at that last show. Dude, GCW um, debut, debuted for yeah. the Ultra Violent Championship at the main perfect. event. I'm, I'm a big Hoodfoot guy myself uh, yeah. out of like Southern Underground Pro and Paradigm and all that stuff. Right. I love Hoodfoot. Hell yeah. 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 It was perfect. It was great. I love seeing that. And so, um, yeah, that was awesome to see. Um, B-Boy was great. Like B-Boy's a West Coast legend. CZW, all these things. He's been so many places. That was awesome for to see him in Hammerstein pay-per-view, all the things. He deserves the things. Dope to see Big Ben. He got the win. He got to have a beer with his dad, ECW legend, 911, the big choke slam guy. It was fun. A lot of fun. You know, um, a, like a lot of things tonight, it was uh, rushed. A lot of things happening at the same time. So I enjoyed it, though. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. And the it came down to Big Ben and Charles Mason. And Charles mm -hmm. Mason's real big in JCW, which you can watch their shows on the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel. Um, he recently had a really good feud with Everett Connors right. that also involved um, uh, Charlie Evans and um, Billy Starks, which I really enjoyed that whole feud. So, yeah, great match. A lot of talent. It was just great to see a lot of these guys just kind of get their kind of get their roses, right? Like a, right. a lot of indie talent that's out there grinding every Big single juicy. weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Like everybody just kind of got a little appreciation, you know, match and moment and thing. So yeah, that was great to see. Super dope. Exactly. I'm happy that they flew all those people out just for that moment. Like when they were announcing all these people over the last week or two, just like 
this person's going to be at there. This, I'm like, where are they going to put all these people? <laughs> and you see, <laughs> they're going to have a giant battle royal where they showcase everybody. So that was super dope. I liked it. Loved it as well. Uh, we had the scramble match right after that. Jack Cartwheel, Dante Leone, Grim Reefer, Ninja Mac, Alex Zane, and Shane Mercer. If you watch GCW, you know they're known for their scram- scramble matches. You're guaranteed at least one banger of a scramble every single card. And a lot of the time it's featuring a lot of these talents that we're talking about right now. Um, guys like Ninja Mac and Dante Leone out of the out of the Texas area that just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, Shane Mercer bringing something different to the table with his agility and strength and Grim Reefer just super over and has been forever with that crowd. Alex Zane really reinventing himself after his WWE stint. Jack Cartwheel, California dude. You've probably yeah. seen a lot of Jack Cartwheel. Um, how did you feel about the scramble, man? Because, I mean, there was a lot of crazy stuff here. But uh, at the end of the day, Grim Reefer gets the W. This was this is the GCW shit that they need. They need more of this. Like they needed more of this type of thing on the show. When you think of GCW, this is the type of match you think of. This is the people you think of. This is the crazy everything balls to the wall type of match that you need to be saying. A great way to start the show, get it started, get all these people shine. Jack Cartwheel, Jack Cartwheel, incredible talent. He's out of Sacramento, I think, uh, California. Um, yeah, on the rise. Flipping all kinds of shit. Grim Reefer <laughs> put the joint in his mouth, did the springboard, front flip, all kinds of stuff. It was going crazy. I loved it. Uh, this match is the type of thing, when I think of GCW, this is what I want to see. And so I was mad when throughout the night I didn't see more of this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And and all these talents have really been killing it for, I mean, months if not years now some of these guys so it was cool that i mean i get putting them on the pre-show though because if you were on the fence about ordering the show for any reason and you saw that on the pre-show you'd be like all right i gotta buy this pay-per-view right Right. exactly yeah that's a great way to great way to get them in to ring them in yeah and then uh, do it on the show come on gcw what's (laughs) up man i don't know what's going on here i'm kind of disappointed but Things happen, man. Big moments, big crowd. There's a lot of eyes on GCW. They did interviews. They, this is a different monster than they're used to, even though it's just like, I hate when wrestling companies do this. This like, do what brought you to the dance, man. Do what brought you here. Don't get to the dance and then do what you expect people that are at the dance to do. Forget that. Do GCW. Give me GCW. Give me all the way into the line. If they're like, well, you guys can't do all these things. You need to get exactly up to that line. I don't feel like they did. I feel like they did a bunch of door spots that were kind of boring. They, It just wasn't like hitting for me. I was just kind of like, oh, this is a cool show, but not even like a cool GCW show. I've seen some GCW shows where at the end of the show, I'm like blown away. Like that was a crazy, amazing show. And I didn't feel like that after this. Gotcha. We'll, we'll, we'll get more into that for sure. Um, the, the match itself, or sorry, the show itself, started off you know before the show started all i will shout out brett lauderdale and yeah. uh, chris dickinson going out there and and talking to the crowd it's a bummer that dickinson couldn't be a part of the show yeah um yeah, you know and, and what lauderdale was said was was very true 2020 he was i remember bix writing an article about that actually like dickinson had all the eyes on him yeah in 2020 for for that wrestlemania weekend and, mm-hmm. and but He's the man in GCW. Can't wait till he's back. Same with Starboy Charlie. I can't wait to see them back as a tag yeah, team. That's crazy that they both went out. Yeah, there was a point where they were like, okay, Chris Dickinson's the next guy. He's going to get all the giant matches. He's going to get all the big things. And then this thing happened. So 
it's unfortunate yeah. but yeah it felt again another parallel felt like when rvd was supposed to be at one night stand and he has the broken leg so he can't wrestle but he's here to give a promo to get everybody excited about the show it's crazy he's here in new york it's all his thing it was super unfortunate moment but it's dope that chris dickinson got to go out there in front of the new york crowd and say yo i'm coming back and he's revealed that he's coming back in a couple months at spring break so that's uh some breaking news there too yeah, that's a great analogy with the uh, the Rob Van Dam one night stand. He like put the whole show together, but then mm-hmm. he he couldn't wrestle. Wow. Um, uh, so the actual pay per view opened up with a grab the brass ring ladder match. Mm-hmm. We had Jordan Oliver, a different boy Jimmy Lloyd, Alice Cologne, PCO, Tony Deppin, and G Raver, and they're all in the ring. And the match is about to start, and then Waka Flocka hits the building, and oh, let's do it! And the mother effing truth. AJ Gray comes out to the ring. One of my favorites. I love everyone in this match, but like AJ Gray, I just been killing it for so long. And he's definitely one of the top guys in, in all of GCW right now. It was great to see him uh, as, as a surprise entrant to this match. He was supposed to wrestle Eddie Kingston on the show. And, um, you know, we're, I'm, I'm imagining we'll get that match whenever it's, uh, whenever it's possible. Like GCW is not going to forget about that because we all want to see it. Uh, how did you feel about this grab the brass ring ladder match? And we got AJ Gray grabbing that brass ring. Okay, a, a wave of emotions. This is kind of where things started to turn for me because, like, this is exactly what I was talking about here. Everybody in this match is like a GCW staple. G- Jimmy Lloyd should have a singles match in Hammerstein. Uh, Tony yeah. Deppin, singles match in Hammerstein. Uh, you know, uh, Jordan Oliver, singles match in Hammerstein. Like, all these people deserve big moments they deserve bigger moments than this like i don't feel like i should be watching j-e-double-f-j-a-double-r-e-double-t doing his fucking guitar shtick when these guys got you here they got you this sold out house and you just sit send them all out in the first match jimmy lloyd deserves a big moment man he's busted his ass bled almost died for this company and he's an afterthought in this match like if any i love aj gray's my guy like that's my favorite wrestler in the world but like jimmy lord should be winning this match if anybody like gcw was built on this fucking guy's back and he's an afterthought in this match but of course just like i said aj gray's my favorite wrestler in the whole world so it's great that he got the victory i wanted him to somehow end up in the main event or the semi-main event world title match he should have been winning that world title tonight at this show from John Moxley should have had his hands held high if that's what what they were doing. Yes. Yeah. But shout I, out I, AJ Gray. He took a very <laughs> scary, 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 scary. As Sean Ross Sapp said, he's okay, but he took a very scary spill at one point. I was just, I'm still scared. I need to text him actually. Now that I think about it. <laughs> I, I agree with you across the board and everything you just said. I'm a massive Jimmy Lloyd fan. Um, and all these guys really, I mean, Jordan Oliver and, and everyone involved here. Um, it's all, zero fear in the, in the chat mentioned Atticus Kogar not having an actual match. I thought that was a travesty as well. Like he's Come been, on. he's been built as like the top heel in the company since RSP left. I mean, um, but he's been great. He, he deserves to have a big moment here. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. 
Um, there was some pretty crazy stuff in this match. Was there any spots you wanted to bring up? Like, I wanted to give a shout out to PCO doing that package pile driver on Jordan <laughs> Oliver because Oliver's head literally broke the the ladder for real. So no, that that was PCO a rough one. PCO did a whole bunch of crazy. They did the Doomsday Device, and PCO had the ladder, and he like, yo, sick. PCO's gonna murder somebody out here. He doesn't care about lives. He doesn't care about anything. He's great. I love him. <laughs> he's mm. he's an actual madman. Like, no one knows if he's a real person inside of that body, dude. <laughs> He has to be, I don't like, how does he still go so hard every match? He's going to die in the ring. It's crazy <laughs> to say. He wants to. I know he wants to. That's his dream. That's his goal. And PCO, I respect you for it, man. I respect you for it. Big time respect. He's legit one of those guys that every time he takes a bump, I'm like, this might be the last bump. This like every it. single time. <laughs> and, but he just keeps getting back up and doing crazier and crazier He's stuff. He's like, no, I'm actually going to do two more of those before this match is over. <laughs> he did a moonsault off the top rope to the outside on top mm-hmm. of everyone. I mean, yeah. that, that was crazy. And, and one more thing I do want to say uh, I, that I was disappointed about with this match and, and the kind of the highlighting I wanted of the talent here. They didn't get their entrances. They were all at the ring when the show started. And like Jimmy Lloyd, a big part of that is like his music and his entrance. Mm-hmm. And like same with Jordan Oliver, the young dumb, young mm-hmm. dumb, and bro. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't like you didn't get that stuff. And that's that. all staples of what GCW is. Exactly. So, yeah. Like but, luckily AJ got his, but like all the guys deserve to have their entrance. That's what makes the show. And then uh, I just don't understand what happened. But we're all good. Joel Pearl says they did the entrances on the pre-show, but you would have missed it if you didn't watch the pre-show. Yeah, I switched over. I didn't see him. I was ready to see the show on the regular channel, you know? I did the same thing. Um, Next match, we had Gringo Loco, Demonic Flamita, and Arez taking on Bandito, ASF, and Laredo Kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last weekend, Gringo Loco had a big weekend, won both the scramble matches on both GCW shows. Uh he seems to be in for a real push right now with GCW and I'm yeah. here for it. Um, that's a guy I, I first saw him in glory pro wrestling, probably four or so years ago, something like that. And like, mm-hmm. he was good then, but he's improved a lot. Like he's really damn good. And I mean, bandito, we all know one of the best guys out there. Um, ASF. I know it's a, it's a tall comparison to make, but I've been saying for a while that ASF gives me the closest to like young Ray Mysterio vibes of like, mm-hmm anyone i've seen in a while like just mm-hmm. like 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 mid 90s ray mysterio with some of the mm-hmm. stuff he's doing out there in his size um laredo kid i mean so so much talent in this one um what were your thoughts on this match and this was another one a bunch of crazy spots loved it 100 this is awesome amazing this is the type of stuff again that needs to be on the show uh the base god as always has been tearing it up on every show i've seen him on He's incredible. ASF is what like he is going to be when he gets to where the, he needs to get to. He's going to be one of the biggest stars in the world. Just the look and the emotions and the facial expressions and the moves and everything that he does. Bandito is another like, how does this guy exist? Sometimes when he does things, I'm like, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to be able to carry two guys and then do a flip. But like. He's insane. This match was awesome. Lucha six man balls to the wall. Everybody does everything crazy flips. There's everything you've never seen in your life. They did one guy <laughs> flipped and another guy, two flips at the same time. I, I can't even describe the stuff you've seen here. Amazing match. Luchadors are the best, most creative wrestlers in the world. Like everything that they do is, is a- this show is sponsored by better help. 
If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Amazing. Yeah, at one point they did that spot where it was like a, like like chicken fighting but there was two people on yeah. stacked on each person so there's th- a three person oh, chicken yeah. fight that and then asf crazy. did a canadian destroyer off of the what off of the top going, of it what are you guys doing <laughs> well, how are you how's he standing what you guys are what yeah in, insane i've never even seen anything like that three-way chicken with two grappling canadian destroyer off the top like how do you come up with that? Who think he thinks of doing that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were definitely creative with it. And um, you know, I saw Bandito, I was there at Terminus. Um, got to meet Will Washington and Phil Lindsay while I was there. So that was really cool. Shout out to Sh- my Grab City homies. Yeah. There you go. Um, and Bandito was like deceptively large in person. Mm-hmm. Like when I saw him up close, I was like, Oh, this guy's like massive. Like I didn't yeah. realize how big he was and still doing the move. Kind of like Alex Zane. Like until right. you realize how big he is, you're like he because he wrestles like a quote unquote smaller guy, but like he's mm-hmm. a big dude. Um so yeah, any, any other thoughts on that? We had Gringo Loco, Demata Flamita, and getting and uh, Arez getting the win in that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, just like you were saying, I think Gringo Loco set up for a big year here. He's been not only in GCW, but I saw him in Warrior Wrestling, doing some incredible things. He's tearing it up in every place that he's at. He's having matches like this. He's doing incredible things with all kinds of different wrestlers, just making people look great and at the same time doing crazy things that when I think about being a backyard wrestler, like the things that he does, I'm like, man, I wish I wanted to do that. I wanted to be this guy as a pro wrestler. He's a creative wrestler come to life. So shout out to Gringo Loco for being innovative when in a land of innovation as a, you know, who a person who frequents Lucha Libre. So it's a, it's a feat. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So shout out Gringo Loco. He got the win for his team uh, for what it's worth with a pile driver. I think it was a God style pile driver. Yeah, on ASF. something happened kind of weird there at the end. I think they were going for something else, but he just hit a pile driver and they got out of there. Yeah, I agree. It did look a little strange. They're on the top rope and, uh, and ASF kind of like missed whatever he looked like he was going for. And then they just mm. went right to the pile driver, but a great match nonetheless. Yeah. That, that takes away from nothing. What happened there? Absolutely. After that, we had a little bit of a, um, a change up on the show. Um, as Sean Ross Sapp noted earlier, Jonathan Gresham was unable to do the show tonight. Mm. And we had the replacement of Leo Rush. Now, he wrestled Blake Christian, and for people who know GCW, you know, they have had some pretty epic matches with one another. Um, one that really comes to mind was Blackheart Leo Rush mm-hmm. right after he had left the WWE and right before Blake Christian had gone to the WWE. Right. And they had some real great matches around then. So it was one of those things where, like, I love Jonathan Gresham. I was really looking forward to Gresham versus Blake Christian. Mm-hmm. But this was a pretty darn good replacement mm-hmm. for that, in my opinion. What did you think about it, Reg? Yeah, this was another high point of the show. I think they, uh, just like Blake Christian said in his little promo, which I liked, he had a lot of fire. He said, ROH, I still want my match, better call me, which I thought was dope. And then he said he's had the best matches that he's had in GCW with this guy, and this guy was Leo Rush. There's a lot of things going on with Leo Rush. People are questioning what's going on, what's with the future. They just announced that he's a free agent, all these things. So um, that's looming in the back of people's mind, but... Just like I always say about Leo Rush, anytime there's drama, anytime there's anything, anytime people are talking about him, as soon as the bell rings, that all goes out the window because he's incredible. As soon as he starts going at it, as soon as he starts being super fast all over the place, you're just like, I don't care what happened outside. This guy is amazing. I want to see him wrestle. And he did it here with Blake Christian. They always have some great transitional things. They always work really well together. They always think of some different spots and different ways to get into things. And this was a super fun match here. Uh, Blake Christian got to get a big moment. I think he's also another one that's going to be set up for a big year here in GCW and beyond GCW. Yeah, yeah. I I know that he's back to doing some stuff with Impact, it looks Mm -hmm. like. Um, And he was there a little bit before he went to the WWE. He's the guy who just didn't get a fair shake in the WWE. It's that simple. Like, I mean, they just, like, hit him away on 205 Live, didn't really do anything with him. And that was that, unfortunately. A a fair shake would be, like, more, like, he didn't get anything. (laughs) Right, (laughs) he didn't didn't even get out there, off the blocks. It's just like, here's a guy for two weeks. Actually, he's gone now. It's like, well, what happened here? But that was a weird time for everybody, so... True. Yeah. Um, the finish of this one was awesome. Blake Christian mm-hmm. does a Fosbury flop to the outside, catches him in a a, a scorpion death lock position or death drop position, but turns it into a tombstone pile driver on the outside, rolls in Leo, does his front flip double stomp. Um, I mean, I, I was pretty blown away with the uh with the Fosbury flop into the tombstone. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that spot was really dope. I was blown away. Uh very transitional, super quick transitions. Uh, it's hard to do it on a little guy like Leo Rush and in the air, like crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, crazy, dope. I like that um, 450 double stomp finish. That's a really cool spot too. Yeah, good for Blake Christian getting a big moment. Leo Rush getting a victory over Leo Rush. He doesn't have a lot of matches, so when he does, it, it's a big moment. Yeah, and and I always love seeing Leo Rush out there because as you said, no matter what's going on, 
behind the scenes, like in any way, shape or form, that dude is one of the best in-ring wrestlers, in my opinion, that you can find. So mm-hmm. it's just awesome to see. I, I'm looking forward to seeing wh- what he does going forward because I'll, I'll support him and watch him wherever he's at. So same here. Um, After that, we, <laughs> we had, so <laughs> Joe Janela versus Matt Cardona is the next match. Ooh. And, <laughs> you know, Cardona did his big, <clears throat> enter Sandman entrance and you know he put a lot of thought into this and there was like a whole hybrid of like ECW stuff going on with him like mm-hmm. he came out drinking beer and spitting it like he was the impact players while mm-hmm. Chelsea's holding the kendo stick uh he's wearing a flannel vest like he's McFoley uh he's obviously coming out to the Sandman's theme song yeah uh, Chelsea's wearing like the the Zack Ryder like half trunks half shorts gimmick thing mm-hmm. um there was a lot going on they had here. a list of things on their refrigerator like these are all the things we have to get over in this match i need you to wear these pants i'm gonna wear this shirt i'm gonna wear this thing we're gonna come out to this song you're gonna carry this kendo stick yes yeah and chelsea's wearing like the chelsea 469 shirt and everything mm-hmm. man um this I'm I'm gonna try not to miss any of the the I mean I'm gonna miss a lot happened here (laughs) a lot a lot a lot happened here people started coming from everywhere people were coming from under the ring I think Doink and Dink were there at one point (laughs) it was a lot was going on there was a lot going on so at at various points in this match um, Smart Mark Sterling comes out in a he's wearing a neck brace and he's talking about how Joey Janela is not allowed to use the internet championship on Cardona. And I can't remember the order that all these things happen. We got Virgil coming out in a Vince McMahon mask. <laughs> um, we had Hornswoggle under the ring. I don't know. Uh, Chelsea Green uh, attacked a whole bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marco Stunt came out to, you know, he had this showdown with Hornswoggle. Um, and I love, I love Marco Stunt. He, he was a, a Southern Underground Pro Bonestorm champion. I, I went to a lot of the shows in Nashville like I love Marco and I hate that he's kind of in the spot with AEW where like, I don't really, we don't see him. And, mm-hmm. and, like, but it's like, he comes back and, and of course he's defending Janela cause they're tight, but like, right. it's like him and Hornswoggle squaring off. And, yeah. and then like the, the big one of course is Brian Myers comes in dressed like edge from one night stand too, mm-hmm. and does the spear spot that leads to Cardona hitting his rough rider or sack rider or uh, mm-hmm. radio silence or whatever you want to call it through it, through it. That looked uh, cool. Door. I, th- I thought that was the coolest looking spot of the match. The ending. That was cool. Yeah, me too. I mean, the rest of it though was, I mean, it was obviously it was very overbooked. I mean, that's like so an understatement, yeah. <laughs> but but that was like what they were going for though. Cause like, you know, yeah. Cardona was like, let's make this the most WWE style thing we possibly can. Right. I think Cardona still trying to get back. He has to be trying to get back. Cause that was like, here's my audition tape. Like <laughs> I want to come back. Here's all the, everything that you guys do. I'm doing it. He tried to do the t-shirt thing, but they just ended up ripping his t-shirt as soon as he threw it into the crowd <laughs> instead of throwing it back. Like it's just, I don't know. <laughs> I like the uh, Marco stunt had Hornswoggle on the table. Uh, Janela had Cardone on the table outside. Stunt hits a double stomp through the table. Janela hits the elbow drop on the outside. That was a really cool visual, a really cool spot. But 
too much you guys <laughs> relax <laughs> yeah yeah i think we all agree including the people that were there live like the match started off pretty hot because cardona hits the rough rider immediately mm -hmm. and then janela i i think he hit like a dvd through a door in the corner like pretty much right after that and the crowd right. was into it but then like the more things that kept happening the more they were just like what are we watching right yeah. now like what is, what is this mm -hmm. started breaking um, down there they they did they did pop pretty pretty hard for the brian myers reveal though because yeah. they because of the whole uh call back to one night stand and all and that like stuff. that makes sense it's best friend he hasn't showed up in gcw to help defend him like that thing worked but the rest of it is like yeah. all right all right all right and there I see is... he got all of his major brother brothers into yes the, into the thing so they plug fun. major bendy's a whole bunch during the match mm -hmm. um there is also the the small link there where they were the edge heads so it's right. kind of perfect how like myers wound up being the edge during mm -hmm. that yeah yeah it, it was a tie-in <laughs> yeah there. they brought um, it back around I, I i see what you did cardona you were tirelessly <laughs> coming up with this thing i'm sure <laughs> we had a, a super chat from dennis uh, that has to do with this match here it says i think he's saying the number of run-ins for Cardona and Janelle had to be record-setting. Uh, yeah, it's probably way up there. I can't think of the last time something like that happened, uh, especially on a... I mean, GCW, it's pretty much no rules, anything goes, but even then, you don't really see that. Now, after the match, Run DMC hits the speakers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we have... It wasn't, the run-ins were not over at this point. <laughs> but that place, and my, me too, I was here by myself watching the show and like jumping up and down like in my living room. For mm -hmm. for one, I haven't heard that, uh, that Run DMC DX theme song in so long. And Xbox, comes, he comes out there and he looks great. Sean Maltman yeah. lo looks great. And mm -hmm. the crowd went nuts for it. How did you feel about x-pac being the one to come out and basically fight off cardona and myers after the match i thought just like you said x-pac looked great he looks like the best he's looked in like legit 20 years he, he looks like he's ready to have a run he's i know he's been talking about it pretty often in interviews and on twitter and stuff and confirmed x-pac we see it you are ready dude he looked awesome here he I was nervous because they started throwing trash in the ring right after the match was over. So things were really slippery. And as soon as X-Pac hit the ring, you know, he likes to do spin kicks and jumps and stuff. And he needs the ring to not be slippery. So it was nervous there for a little bit. But he hit a spin kick. He hit the X-Factor. Got his shit in. Got his pop. Run yeah. DMC, the king of rock, hit the, hit the speakers. It was great. It was. I, 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 I marked out for that. I'm not going to lie. Um... I like X-Pac, so. <laughs> I thought it was tight. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, X Pac Heat was always a BS term to me. Like, so he did never make me want to change the channel. I loved no X Pac. Way. He was always having badass matches when they were apparently saying this X Pac Heat stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was going for it. So, yeah, I'm interested to see what he. I'm, it's maybe looking like he might begin a Royal Rumble run at this point, looking like that. So, <laughs> but I'm interested <laughs> to see what he does, you know, throughout the year. It doesn't look like he's going to be stopping because he looked great so let's see what kind of matches he's into let's see what he's gonna do yeah I, possibly I, i'm a little bit worried but also like just i'm not saying it's gonna necessarily be good but i feel like the door is open for like the new age outlaws to be in gcw now mm -hmm. because like yeah, Billy they Gunn keep and doing the, yeah they keep so, doing these kind of like wwf x guys saying that this is an outlaw mud show type thing just keep <laughs> 
switching them out for Cardona and <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. And yeah, they could definitely do it with uh, Billy Gunn and the Ass Boys and <laughs> their friend. <laughs> we had a, uh, a either a Super Chat or a Humper Chat that I've got from Brent Lockman uh, that had to do with their Cardona and, and Janela match. It says, the Cardona-Janela fever dream disguised as a match was the moment... I decided I was too sober for this show, and then I fixed that. So mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go, Brent. I hope you had a good time watching the show. Yeah, that makes sense, Brent. That was <laughs> the time. That's why. That's why they were heavy on the the PBR uh, advertisement because it's like, no, you better get a drink for this one. There's gonna be a lot going on out here. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, after that, we had Mance Warner coming out and he's been gone from gcw for a while on injury and you know that was a bummer because of course you would have figured that matthew justice and mance warner probably would have been in the mix for the tag titles or something big on this show definitely you know good to see mancer though um Mm -hmm. you know you know he comes out and he basically just talks about how great gcw is Mm -hmm. that brings out atticus kogar who uh he basically wants to you know, use a confrontation and he's talking about how 440 are like the real kind of outlaws of GCW mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And Mancer's saying, well, I'm not cleared to wrestle, but I'll fight you. Right. And 440 comes out. They're all fighting. This leads to more of the second gear crew helping out. Matthew Justice comes out. The lights go out. We hear the whistle. We know it's Bill Alfonso. And Sabu is in the ring. How do you feel about this entire segment? And I, I just me personally, I feel like this was, I hate to say this, but I think that they were expecting walk to get like a way bigger reaction after all of this. Like, I think yeah. they were envisioning like the whole crowd doing the Pantera song all together. Right. And it just kind of fell a little flat, but it was great to see all these people on the show. Like you keep saying, these are all people that are staples of game changer wrestling that like definitely needed to be featured on the show. Right. So yeah, how did you feel about all this? Yeah, there was parts of it that I really liked. I like Manser, so it was great to see him. I didn't, that was an unexpected thing. I wasn't expecting to see him out there with his knee. It's still super new. It feels like it doesn't feel like he was going to be back in any time soon. So that was great to see. It's great to see Atticus out there getting their moment. But yeah, exactly like I said, it's like, this little tiny blip of a moment between matches to fill time or what I don't even know, not even to fill time just to like get these guys a nice little moment. Like they deserve it, but they deserve a way bigger moment than what's going on here. And then like Sabu was just at the show last week. So the moment didn't seem, seem as big. We just saw it at the Detroit show that they had. And I did it. It didn't do what yeah just like you said i think they expected to have a big like yeah big ecw chant of walk and everybody's reminiscent but it just didn't it just kind of felt like okay that was a thing it didn't really work out for everybody which is sad because a lot of those people involved are cool and they deserve these moments for sure and i mean that's a great point too because we did see sabu and in detroit i mean like that's where he's from and like that was it was kind of I mean, it was cool to see tonight, but it it kind of was cooler in Detroit. Exactly. Um, but we did have a super chat from Ken Shiro uh, about this. He says that Atticus got done so dirty, man. And uh, it's a bummer. I, I exactly agree. what he said in the promo. They did it to him. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, pretty unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> um, pretty unfortunate. I also the Sabu thing and the whole walk thing. I had this whole thing envisioned in my head. 
And I don't like to like get married to fantasy booking because I feel like it ruins wrestling for people when they like have all their own ideas about what they want to see on the show and then it doesn't yeah. happen and they get really angry about it. Mm-hmm. But I had this whole thing in vision where so it's like AJ Gray was in the ladder match and Mance mm-hmm. can't wrestle. And I'm thinking like, do they do Matthew Justice and Rob Van Dam as a tag team? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's they come out to walk and in mm-hmm. the hammer sign. And I just had this like kind of built up in my head and we didn't see it. But I think it would be really cool to see Rob Van Dam involved with the second gear crew because like mm-hmm. they use the music. They're basically all they're basically all like ECW guys that just mm-hmm. weren't old enough to be in ECW at the mm-hmm. time, you know? So mm-hmm. I think RVD said in his last little documentary that he has CTE possibly. So I don't, I think Ooh. RVD might be done with professional wrestling. Shout out to RVD though. One of the greatest ECW wrestlers of all time. One of the best ever. So yeah, absolutely. And I didn't know that about the CTE. I, mm-hmm. I, I hope that he's all right. Cause that, that is a dude who definitely gave his body uh, to professional wrestling for us as fans, for sure. Every single match he went 1 million percent and he didn't care. Which show where he was at, he was going to do RVD, and he did it in WWE when they tried to get him not to. He was still doing it. So, yeah, man, he gave his body for everything, and I hope he's, you know, I hope he lives a an okay life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolute legend. Up next, we had Ali Catch versus Ruby Soho. Now, I thought this was a really good match, mm-hmm. and let me know if you agree. Did it seem real strange that Ali Cash lost that match? Super strange. I don't know what. I think they're trying to tell a story. Like, I could see what story they're trying to lead to, but it's like, I don't think you need to tell that story. I think the buildup to this match with her going out and them doing that great video, that great video package, and what everything that Ali Cash has been through to get to this, why she ruby soho doesn't go she doesn't wrestle here she wrestles in aw like this is ali catch's promotion this is her moment this is her time still a great match two great wrestlers so that's the thing but yeah i was just the same like wait that's interesting why is that happening yeah i, I thought that when ali hit that pussy pile driver it was over i was yeah. like boom got her i mean because this is the thing we're all none of us are debating that ruby soho isn't great and that yeah. ali catch isn't great but like like you said this was all set up perfectly for Ali Catch to get this big win tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, the finish was Ali Catch looking like she was trying to hit the pile driver off of the ropes, and Ruby reversed it into the riot kick, kind of brought her off the top rope with her mm-hmm. uh, to get the W. But as we both said, I mean, it was a really good match. Just, a, just hearing it again, I'm confused again. I'm like, what? Did, why did they do that? Yeah, no, <laughs> but like, like you said, I, I can see them kind of i don't want to say dragging this out because it will be good but but it's like what are you building shoot to isn't this the big show that's exactly how i feel and and we'll talk about that with effie and jeff jarrett also because that had a lot of the same kind of vibes of just like why would they win those matches Mm -hmm. um now if if ruby soho is going to be a part of gcw pretty regular going forward that might be a little different because then because then you're kind of building because one thing about GCW is they don't have a ton of female wrestlers on mm-hmm. on their like regular roster, mm-hmm. and some of them that they do like Sadika and stuff are really more on like the deathmatch side. Right. And like maybe like if you're gonna have access to Ruby more often, and you've got her and Ali Catch, and you can you can kind of form more of that. Like I think they maybe, see maybe. the success of what that what they're getting with Thunder Rosa, and they're just like, yo, if we can get that, if this is what this is then okay i could see that if they're gonna bring in 
bring in Ruby like they've been bringing in Thunder in different shots, then I could see it. But if this is just like a one shot, I'm very confused. Either way, I think Alley Cat should have got the victory. It seems it seems like that's what this was. Um, I don't know. I guess they wanted to put some sympathy on the whole crew, and they did. <laughs> that, that's a very good point. The whole SGC outside of AJ, AJ had a pretty good night, right? Um, but man, all right. So we're all on the same page. I'm seeing a lot of the same in the chat. Everyone just seems really confused about the uh, the outcome of that one. Right. Once again, nothing against Ruby Soho. Just this was out like yeah, Ruby's night. amazing, but it's like what that doesn't make <laughs> sense. Course. Exactly. Another one. Another head scratcher. We had Jeff Garrett against Effie. Now. This feud heading into this essentially started with Effie declaring before the Battle Royal that Homicide wound up winning. Mm -hmm. Effie was talking about how he wanted to go off to Hammerstein and win the GCW World Championship. And Effie is one of the most over people in all of Game Changer Wrestling, no doubt. And Jeff Jarrett came out of the complete blue, hit him over the head with a guitar. And then like a few weeks later, he does the same to Alley Catch and kind of like drags her around with the guitar. It's pretty nasty. Yeah, and that was pretty much it. Like now, all of a sudden, Jeff Jarrett is kind of like this—I don't want to say Undertaker, but that is the obvious That's comparison. Exactly what he's doing. Um, yeah. I will say this though: it's kind of dope hearing the My World remix when he comes mm-hmm. out. Like I like that guitar riff; it's very nostalgic for me. Yeah, <laughs> I hated it when it was happening. Like I was a TNA fan, and I hated him as the champion. Oh, it was the worst but, music to hear in TNA. But, but now here, hearing yeah. it, like it gets—it hits me in the nostalgia feels hearing that guitar mm-hmm. riff. Yeah. But um, this match was what's very going bizarre. on here? I don't know what <laughs> what is this? Why is again? What's Jeff Jarrett doing here? Why is he in this match with Effie? Like Effie should have been in a. I don't like. They should have. What I'm confused about this whole thing. Why is Jeff Jarrett in this match doing an Undertaker crossplay? Confusing. So 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 confusing. I'm still confused. I don't know why. I don't know what this is leading to. Like it's just a funny haha, but like don't do a funny haha at Hammerstein, man. You gotta put Effie in there with somebody else. He has to be in there with somebody that deserves this, like he does, you know? So confused. And it was even more confusing when you consider that before the show, the two people that Lauderdale put over were Alley Catch and Effie. They're like, where are you going to find another alley catch? Where are you going to find another Effie? And they both lost in like really <laughs> strange circumstances. Um, just weird. Um, now, the, the the finish of this match, I thought was actually pretty good. He hits yeah. the stroke on Effie. Effie no-sells it, but then he, oh, sorry, he hits the guitar over Effie's head. Mm-hmm. He no-sells it, and then he hits him with the stroke for the three. Um, but this the was another with the thing around his neck was pretty cool looking, though. I like that. <laughs> it, it was. I agree. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, but this was another one of those just kind of like WWE type of match. Like Mm -hmm. it was like, it was a lot of storytelling, a lot of taunting. I kind of expected that, you know, them kind of doing their taunts and Mm -hmm. Effie doing his thing and making Jared uncomfortable and all this stuff. But like the match, I don't think was like great. Like Effie, like you were saying, Effie just, I I don't even hate Jeff Jarrett. Like it's just one of those things that's like, with Effie's position in GCW and what he's where he's at in his career, he like this should have been him in like a in a quote unquote in a real match, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I don't, I, uh, I'm, I'm just yeah. Why Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> why here? Why this? 
Effie deserves so much more. Like I'm almost like you guys should have just like put Effie and Alley Catch against each other in the in a big match at this point because the things you guys did here is weird. It's actually a good point. They could have had uh, Bussy is not fine, right. and they finally fight each other. That's kind of what I thought they were leading to for a little bit, but then they were like, "Sight here's Jeff Jarrett." <laughs> Wild card. <laughs> We had a super chat here from J.K. Schwal says killer tag team Jensen and Reg. Yeah, I'm, that. yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. Yes. I, I and by the way, I, Reg is somebody that you know when I've, I've I've been covering GCW for a while here on Fightful, and when I was trying to think of like who would be some good people to to have an, on and come and talk about this stuff, Reg was a no brainer because I'm always seeing you tweeting about the Indies. You're always promoting wrestlers, like mm-hmm. buying the merch, supporting everybody. I mean, like. So it's awesome to have Reg here with me. And, and I'm a big fan of Grapsity. So th- this is awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. I love independent wrestling as extremely noted. Always going to independent wrestling shows. I've been to a bunch of GCW shows. So this was a fitting moment. I was very, 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 very close to going to the show at Hammerstein. But like COVID was in there. So I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. COVID and was definitely in there. I just could not be in there too. So <laughs> another super chat from Volub. Vol. I'm, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if I'm saying that correctly, but thank you very much for the super chat. Appreciate that. It says man, that felt like a LOL. I'm Jeff Jarrett and I win. But I guess Effie wasn't talking, or so I wasn't Dude, taking Double J seriously. They did a TNA Jeff Jarrett match. Why did they do that? Why did they do that? yeah i don't know why they did that interesting choice interesting choice is what i'll say that was one i guess fear going into the show and i i honestly thought like if if i had to put money on any match on this show to be like what's the guaranteed w for your money i would have been like oh effie over jared like there's no way jared's beating effie on this show yeah and but going into it i was talking to some people about it and they're like well you know jeff jarrett really hates losing and i'm like that's true but like they can't they, they <laughs> wouldn't do it that was they... like a thing back in the day like that doesn't still happen but no it's apparently like it's still still real jeff jarrett is still jeff jarrett like that global, is... Re- global wrestling federation that's what <laughs> yeah yeah the return of oh we're gonna get a big uh global force versus uh gcw feud soon oh man jeff jarrett what a guy <laughs> never changed jeff he's like i have it and i never will um next match yeah i think what the end of that is you can't have that match and you can't the janela match you can't have two of those matches in the same show back to back especially because it wasn't it was back oh i'm sorry it wasn't back there was there was the match in between the alley catch but still you can't you can't have two of those very true very true especially like as we're saying two of the most unexpected outcomes also went back to back like alley catch losing and then effie losing Mm -hmm. and and effie or alley catch isn't technically sgc but like she might as well be yeah she's in the squad pretty much yeah yeah next match we had which i was very surprised when the graphic went up we had john moxley defending the gcw championship against homicide and i I looked on twitter and i i literally just typed in briscoes and started searching because i was like are they off the show like most people were very surprised about what's going my timeline was the same everybody was like well what's up with the briscoes like people were tweeting sean ross like what happened to the briscoes (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and we are so impatient we can't wait we're like well what's going on why are they doing this match already 
<laughs> exactly. And in the one thing I defaulted to, I was like, that it gotta mean the gauges in the tag match. Like that was like, yeah. you know, but I still was thinking that FTR was gonna show up for some reason, so I didn't I didn't think about gauge, but very nice surprise. Yeah, yeah, and, and the FTR thing, I, that that day will come. We will get the Briscoes versus FTR. Yeah. I just think it'll probably happen on It's going to happen on AEW is what it is. Yeah. Like. But uh, the match itself, we had Moxley and Homicide. You know, this is one of those where I feel like it hurts it a little bit that they that they couldn't do more of like the GCW type stuff in this right. one. Because Moxley really leans into the deathmatch type wrestling while he's there and mm-hmm. being like the real crazy dude who's willing to do anything. And Homicide, I mean, a bona fide legend in wrestling. I mean, uh, it's really cool, especially in New York, to see him doing this in Hammerstein and, uh, you know, former Ring of Honor champion you know, forever ago and like still doing his thing, which is really cool. But how do you feel about this match? Because I thought it was a solid match, but like yeah. I would have liked to see this like, I would have liked to not even necessarily a death match. I just would have liked to see more out of it personally, but right. you know, Moxley's just kind of getting back to the swing of things. And, mm. you know, he did win with a, with a, um, a death rider onto the mm. chair. So, I mean, it was a nice yeah. finish. How, how did you feel about the match? Yeah. I think like if I were predicting what a John Moxley and homicide match was going to look like, this wasn't what I expect either one of them strategy wise to, to do. So it was an interesting contest i mean just like you said moxley's fresh back i mean he's not gonna super go for it but like i expected a little bit more with the setting homicides back in hammerstein uh all these elements everything is everything seems set up the crowd always as always every time john moxley shows up are just so into him no matter where he goes no matter what he does so um just kind of i think this is at this point they knew that they were short on time. They knew like, yo, it's getting bad out here. What are we going to do? And this kind of, I think this kind of was affected by that too, where they were just like, we got to get through these things. How did you feel about the result? Because going into it, I was thinking Mox would retain because it is Mox. And if he is going to be committed to GCW at all going forward, like he, he does need to be treated like one of, if not the top guy while he's there, but it was also homicide in New York. I mean, like Mm -hmm. the stars all kind of aligned for him to maybe get the W. So, so how do you feel about the outcome with Mox retaining? Uh, A lot of people on my timeline were into homicide winning. I think that was kind of like a foregone conclusion, but I think this is just like GCW has been setting themselves up for Mox for a while. Like they've loved, like anytime they can have Mox, they wanted to have Mox and it looks like they're going to be able to have more Mox. They're going to keep him as the champion. Like there's still so much more for him to do. They went through a lot of time, obviously that he was gone. So I think they still have a couple of things they want, they want to accomplish with him as the world champion. So I wasn't really super surprised that he went over here. Yeah. And I think that it was tonight set up really well for the future with Mox as the champion. Right. Because so many people watched this show tonight Mm -hmm. and this, this was probably the biggest independent wrestling show ever. I mean, you know, when, when you, when you really look at it and, and I'm assuming people watch from the start to the finish as I, as I would imagine that they did. And I think the callback in a few months is going to be AJ Gray winning that, that right. brass ring and he will be the one to beat moxley for that title which is awesome and amazing and perfect and thank you <laughs> yeah i mean that's what so, i want to yeah, see too if that's what this is leading to it feels like they're leading to to aj gray 
and Mox showing down somewhere. I'm very interested to see. Could it be WrestleMania weekend? Possibly. Possibly. It could. I, I think that'd be a great move. Yeah. Um, because yeah. AJ Gray, man, like he was the champion for all of like a few minutes. Like, yeah, I mean, every time he's still getting tweets on a weekly basis about when are you getting your rematch? When are you getting this? It's been like close to two years now. It's been a while now. So, yeah. Yeah. It's great it, to see him get that ring. They did that whole 18 months with RSP not giving Gage the shot, and AJ right. was just kind of boxed out during that. Right. Um, uh let me pull this one up cole sent a super chat says really awesome analysis by you both it was a mad pay-per-view for him mm. a lot of missed opportunities interested in what the AEW relationship continues to be yeah that's a that 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 ruby soho thing kind of comes into play like did they say that she couldn't because if they did that's awful like they they say she couldn't take the the l if they did that sucks you know what i mean i hope it's not the, one of those types of relationships at this point because gcw doesn't need that type of thing like i don't think like if ruby soho lost here that people would be like well she's not a great aw no people were just like this is ali catch's moment this is the situation this is a different thing so I'm interested to see what it is moving forward to all the relationships. The ring of honor relationship is still looming here. Jonathan Gresham was supposed to be here. That was a big surprise too, that I didn't really mention earlier when we talked about the match had zero. I was waiting for Jonathan Gresham to show up on my screen. I had zero idea that he wasn't in this match. There was no, it's kind of like the Sasha Banks uh, at SummerSlam moment where it's like, the match is happening. They're like, actually, he's not here. And it's like, well, why didn't you just, you could have easily have tweeted earlier today, hey, Jonathan Gresham is not here. We're going to do a switch up. Leo Rush is going to be here. There's no reason for me to go into the show thinking that Jonathan Gresham is going to be here and him not be here. So, yeah. And uh, I know those situations get touchy for wrestling companies, but the easiest way is to tell me. Yes, absolutely. And, and Glenny uh, Kodra sent a super chat earlier that uh, echoes those sentiments, says, would like to see lineup changes announced earlier. Yes. So, I mean, that's not a whole lot to ask. I mean, right. we'll always hear card subject to change and all that stuff. But I saw another chat. I don't know if we read it. And if, and if not, I will get to it when we're reading them at the end. But I did see somebody mention earlier that they ordered the show specifically to see Jonathan Gresham. And, exactly. and that's a bummer. They could have said that on the pre-show even. Some, at some point, you can let me know Jonathan Gresham is not here. That's not – I hate that. That sucks. Yeah. In any company. I hated it when they did it with Sasha Banks, and I hated it here. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Um, Nonetheless, John Moxley wins the title and, and retains the GCW title. And we're both on the same page. We both want to see Rich Homie Juice get that title eventually. Boom, so. boom, boom. Yes, let's see it. It seems like they're gonna this if the big show they're not they're planning for is not the WrestleMania weekend. It seems like they have another. Brett has been talking about online. He's having all these ideas, so it seems like he has another big crazy idea in the works somewhere around the country that he wants to do. So it's gonna be a crazy year for GCW. They are now they're they're after this show. I think this really lights a fire under their ass. Like, damn, we did that. Like, what can we do next? Yeah, and that, that was a cool thing heading into this show is, you know, going back to last year with our spring break and the big, you know, Gage finally won the title from RSP. Mm-hmm. And then they built on that with, you know, Mox and Cardona and then yeah. like, or sorry, Cardona and uh, Gage and then Mox coming in and winning the title and just kept building and building and building to Hammerstein. 
And now it's, it's on them to, to take this momentum and, and just keep it going everywhere. I I think they're going to be here in Atlanta. Um, I think in the next couple months, it's February, I think. Yeah. It's pretty soon. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely intend to be there live and, and I, I hope, I mean, I'm expecting a really good show and and that's another one where AEW, you know, they're pretty rooted here in Atlanta. So like, I, I think it's, very possible we could see a lot of aw crossover in that show too so that's what i was actually thinking about this the other day is that gcw is touring legit almost every weekend like they have shows they're like a they're like wwe they're on the road more than AEW is even almost at this point like they're doing two and three shows a week every single week it's like how what how, what's <laughs> going on here you guys are like a real number three out here. So shout out to them for doing that. It's going to get bigger and bigger at this point. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I sure hope so. Cause this can't be the peak of it. This is, this should no, just be the start. I, so. I mean, yeah. I uh, nerd guru sent a super chat about the Moxley and homicide match and said also F bully Ray. There were a lot of loud F bully Ray chants in the building tonight for good reason. I mean, yeah, what he said about man. Mox was ridiculous. So. What, for, why are you even saying that? What are you talking about? like wrestlers can they don't owe us anything bully ray exactly not 1998 anymore bro Uh, another super chat from action 00007 said haha i was behind on the show oh so earlier he had asked uh about the briscoes and he Mm -hmm. said he was behind on the show and he assumed that mox and homicide was the main event also the same thing confused about the briscoes (laughs) and he said my dumbassery cost me a five spot (laughs) (laughs) oh man well action i'm 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 glad you're caught up to speed now on uh what was going on tonight appreciate that the uh the main event of the show we had the Briscoes, Mark and Jay. They come out to the ring. They issue their open challenge for the tag team titles. First out comes Matt Tremont. And once I heard that music, I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be Gage. Let's mm-hmm. go. Because, like, I had it in my head. Like, he's got to be on the show. They kept mm-hmm. him in the in the promos. Like, he, he was such a big part of the buildup. Well, he was yeah. really no part of the buildup, unfortunately, because no. he wasn't there. But, like, leading into the announcement for Hammerstein, it was all about Nick Gage. He was popping up on AEW and having death matches against Chris Jericho. Like he was the talk of all of wrestling and yeah, him still being in the opening promo was a big, that was a big thing too. Cause I was like, wait, that's kind of weird. Cause he hasn't, they haven't said anything about him and there he is right there. The last one in this promo. <laughs> so they kind of gave us a little, a little, let us know. Yeah. I, I think those fans would have been real disappointed if Nick Gage wasn't there. Oh, yeah. When they started <laughs> chanting for him, I'm like, if this is not Gage, this is going to be bad. <laughs> but, you know, luckily it, was... it all worked out. Here came Dewey. Nick Gage hits the scene and the crowd goes wild. Nick Gage, energy, I've seen it live in person with my own eyes. When Nick Gage hits the scene and the crowd is there and they're all jumping around and living in the moment. There's nothing like this, man. Nick Gage is on another level. His fans are insane. They will definitely try to murder death, kill you if you come at them crazy. So yeah, this was the perfect culmination. There's a lot of things that were bad and weird in this show. And I would have done differently, but ending the show with Nick fucking Gage, there would be, I tweeted it earlier. There would be no GCW if it wasn't for Nick Gage. He has to, this has to happen. He has to be in this, this main event spot. He has to be there. So 
it was a perfect way to end the show. You have to end the show with Nick Gage. Yeah, yeah, undoubtedly. And the fans went nuts for it. It was great to see. Uh, Tremont and Gage have a long history. I mean, mm -hmm. I remember back in like CZW. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it's, it's wild. Been a long time. That's <laughs> too. <laughs> so, and to see them in the Briscoes, it was surreal. Mm -hmm. I mean, Briscoes too. Yeah, they've been fighting <laughs> Nick Gage for twenty years now. I remember seeing a highlight video. This is one of the first videos I saw of CZW. It was the Briscoe Brothers against the Hate Club, Nick Gage and Nate Hatred. That was in 2001, dude. It's 2022 now. <laughs> so they have been fighting on pay-per-view for 20, more than 20 years, man. They, they've been through it all here. So that was a great way. The Briscoes are the perfect way to end this. It really sucks that they only had not that long a time. I think they had like less than 10 minutes or something. It was very... Very short amount of time, yes. Period yeah. of time. There's nothing they could do in this situation. So, it's, exactly yeah. as Vol as Volib says, screw the pay per view time restraints. But honestly, what are you? you no, know, who cares about traditional pay per view, dude? Throw that out. Let's just go on Fight TV and go for 20 hours like you guys usually do. Like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, just 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 give the uh, give the pay per view purchasers the wcw treatment and they missed the main event and they have to watch it online later Dude, we'll show you ddp and goldberg <laughs> on thursday we'll show you the finish to that <laughs> yeah, it's funny you bringing up czw and like how you used to watch it back then i used to find clips on like kazan limewire and yes, that kind of stuff Remember? i think that's exactly where i found those clips that's where i discovered amazing red i've been in love with this yes system. The first night I've discovered amazing, amazing red video at like 2 a.m. one night in like 2001. And I was like, this guy, who is this guy? What is this? My mind was blown. And ever since that moment, I've been trying to do running shooting star presses on the ground. <laughs> Never works out. <laughs> I can't do anything like him. But yeah, as soon as I saw amazing red, I was like, that was like my reintroduction to independent wrestling because i kind of knew a little bit about independent wrestling because in wcw and wwf they talked about it but not really and so to see that in a whole nother world and he's doing phoenix splashes and all kinds of crazy stuff like that was a game changing moment that moment was the prelude to these moments that happens tonight and having game changer wrestler wrestling in hammerstein ballroom nick gage ended the show briscoe brothers they used to not be able to get into wrestling shows because they were too young so yeah this is cool back when they're wearing cool. spandex like the full body spandex right. and stuff yeah man yeah that's so that's such a blast from the past like i was mm -hmm. exactly like you with amazing red i remember seeing him for the first time on kazar limewire one of those like napster offshoot things yeah. and i remember immediately going to like all the message boards and being like is amazing red better than ray mysterio like, well, that was like my big thing i was like this thing. guy's incredible yeah, and he, he like had all this like him and, him and, him and Loki are, are having like <laughs> mm -hmm. Matrix style fight right. scenes and stuff. It was yeah. man, man, I, I it's it's wild how far we've come with that now because now it's just so accessible. And that was like, yeah, that was exactly. the, that, that was like the in between between tape trading and where we are now was like having to like find this stuff on these weird apps back right. in the day. Yeah, I think that Raising Red video was like a two minute video, and I would just watch that two minute video like five million times. <laughs> Now it's like I can go and find 20 amazing red matches for free on YouTube right now of any time that I want. So I always say the kids these days, you're so damn spoiled. Wrestling's so accessible. The WWE Network, every wrestling company has their own streaming services like High Spots and independent wrestling TV, all these things. It's like, damn, dude, it's cool that 
that they think Pluto TV. I watch Pluto TV all the time. They have yep. free wrestling twenty four hours a day. It's crazy. So I love it. Pluto TV is great, a great place to watch wrestling. Absolutely. Yeah. Um we had a super chat about the the main event from Zero Fear ninety four said I got worked, thought Nick Gage wasn't gonna show. I did too. I, I heard I heard a full story about the things that happened with Nick Gage and GCW, and I was like, oh, he's not going to be here. Psych, they must have planted that story. Great job, GCW. Got me good. I didn't think he was coming back. And here he was, man, in all his glory with the song blaring through the speakers. He got to yell and cuss and get his gang over, and everybody was excited. <laughs> Perfect ending. And we got the strong MLJ ring entrance announcement for Nick Gage. Like, yes, no, in my opinion, there's no one better. It, it hyped me up for, because like, like, you can see it on him. Like mm. Nick Gage's music hits and MLJ is jumping up and down and oh, pacing yeah, around the ring. So I mean, excited. I want to, I want to <laughs> like to think that Brett didn't tell Emil that Nick Gage is going to be there. And he just surprised him right there. Cause it looked like that. So yeah, yes. that was perfect. You got to have Emil on the, on the Nick Gage call gotta let him yell for his gang you gotta let him end the show like he did that was the way man that was the way they ended it right it got a little wonky in the middle with jeff jared and matt cardona but they ended it how they should end it the whole the whole crew was in the ring drinking beers enjoying themselves super dope yep and the match itself ended with uh Nick Gage hitting the choke breaker for the one, two, three. Mm -hmm. uh, Armando Gonzalez sent a super chat. Thank you very much. Armando says the last hour stunk. Briscoe's deserved better. So the thing is like, if this wasn't GCW, I could kind of understand where you're coming from, but like mm -hmm. Nick Gage is, Nick Gage is the is face GCW. of the entire company. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, I now I will that, agree I that that was a, like the Briscoes were just like, they were just they, they they played their part the way that they needed to. This this whole thing is leading to the Briscoes and FTR. That's what everybody wants. They're just a placemat for Nick Gage needed this moment. Like and they couldn't make him the world champion again because that's not what they're gonna go back to. So making him the tag team champion worked out the way that they needed it to. Yeah, for sure. And I thought the crowd, they, you know, like we said at the top of the show, they weren't totally into everything as, as we probably would have expected to like the level they would have been. Right. But I mean, Gage getting the W, him and Tremont being together. <clears throat> and them home happy. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Um, there was a super chat from Skywalker Club says, got to be honest. I'm not crazy for the hardcore stuff. Danielson, Styles, Rollins, Hangman are the type of wrestlers I watch for. To each his own. I love all those wrestlers too. Um, you said Danielson. Did you see him after his last match? He was a fucking bloody mess, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> that true. Was a yeah. Very interesting point. A whole GCW show, zero blood, no blood throughout the whole thing because you can't have blood. And Hammerstein is a thing. And they did a whole show with no blood and no light tubes. What a, what a thing. Right, and that, and that's and that's the thing with the main event. Like they did the best they could given the circumstances. Mm -hmm. Like if if this was an, a regular GCW show, Nick Gage would have would have and Matt Tremont would have used a ton of light tubes and went so through much. glass plates, and it would have been this extravaganza of a. Blood. Yeah, they would it, it would have been nasty if they would have really went for it. So exactly. So within the confines of what they were working with, I thought they pulled it off well. And like we've both said, that was the right way to finish the show off for sure. Mm -hmm. We got uh, some super chats that I want to get to before we get out of here. 
Um, I'm just going to run through uh, the list I've got here in front of me. And thank you so much to Luis for putting all this together for me, making it very easy over here. If you have any more super chats or humper chats, you can send to humperchat.com. You yeah, can do super chats. Super chats, you guys. You guys are dope. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're showing a lot of support tonight. We really appreciate it. Um, you can keep sending those in and we'll make sure to answer and read out every last one for you. Make sure as always, you're hitting that like button and you're subscribed to the channel right here, youtube.com slash fightful. We had Christian J with a humper chat says two great guys. I like the weekender podcast that you do on fightful select Steven. They're great, but this is mainly for Reggie and Grapsity guys. Love listening to Grapsity every week. Keep up the great work. Hey, appreciate that. Thank you guys for listening to Grapsity. I appreciate that. That's super Oh, yeah. Cool. Thank you, Christian. That's awesome. So he's, he's, he's consuming all of the Fightful town over here. He's listening to The Weekend or he's listening to Grapsity. He's we watching the post show. Here, fightful all the times. Let's go. <laughs> we got a humper chat from Daniel R. Says, hi, guys. Hope you're doing well. Question. We don't know how ROH is coming back. Do you think GCW or another promotion, maybe a new promotion, will take over ROH's place like the third or fourth promotion behind WWE, AEW, and Impact? What do you think about that, Reg? I think GCW is already there. If I do too. Keeping it real. So ROH is the one that's going to be fighting to get something. And they, they have announced a show for WrestleMania weekend. Uh, Jonathan Gresham and Bandito to unify the championships is in the main event. So, there is a little bit of things. They have said that they're coming back. Nobody knows what's going to happen after that, but they do have one show. They're just going back to being originally how they were as an independent promotion, one show at a time. <laughs> so <laughs> they have a successful show. Maybe there'll be another one. So we just got to support, I think. But the main thing is GCW is has already overtaken ROH as the independent promotion of the world at this point. I totally agree. Everything you said, I, I see GCW as the the clear number three promotion in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And yep. Ring of Honor, I'm, I'm interested to see what the reboot looks like. I mean, yeah. if they get enough great talent committed, I mean, obviously Gresham and Bandito are, are world class and whoever they can get involved. Um, I'll definitely watch and I'll support it. Um, but I think GCW is, uh, is, I mean, and honestly, and there's people that are not going to like hearing me say this. I think GCW is the number two professional wrestling company in the world behind AEW. I mean, I consider WWE to be something completely different at this yeah, point. Yeah, they don't so. really count, really. They're on some other shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's just how it is. So, yeah. We had another super chat from Dan B. Thank you very much, Dan. Says, I love the Hall of Fame last night. It didn't help that Southeast First was on a Friday where the much smaller crowd came across as much louder, even though that's not the case from clips in person tonight. Yeah, so if y'all haven't watched it, go on independentwrestling.tv and watch Southeast First from Action Wrestling. Uh, it was Shout this past out to Friday. Homie AC Mac, Mac of all trades, independent wrestling world champion. Amazing that the after promo, all that amazing scene. I loved it. So cool. So great. I'm so bummed I didn't go live. I'm like an mm. hour to an hour and a half from the venue, and I did. I just couldn't finish mm. my work in time to get out there. But mm. I watched live like. One of my best friends is John Mosley, who does uh, commentary there. And man, that was a great show. Uh, yeah. AC Mack, uh, man, after being the Southern, Southern Underground Pro Bonestorm champion, the action wrestling champion, like he's pretty much been the number one contender for the IWTV title for a long time now. Right. And like you said, with the with the uh, pre-match speech, with that post-match speech was like one of the best speeches I've ever heard in wrestling. So good. 
So, so good. yeah, AC Mac on the mic. Like I said, every time I've tweeted it a couple times. If AC Mac is on the show, make sure he gets that mic before he gets into the ring. That's the only thing. Same for Frontman Jaw. Frontman Jaw's on your show. Let that man talk before he starts to wrestle because it's going to enhance the wrestling. That's all yes. it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big Jossie fan as well. If you're if you're with if you're a referee that has not refereed for AC Mac before, just make sure your arms are ready because you're going to be holding something <laughs> up in the air for a while. <laughs> oh, so cool, man! And to be and for him to defeat Alex Shelley is just like perfect because everyone loves Alex Shelley. Everyone wants to have a match with Alex Shelley, so defeating Alex Shelley is like a an amazing five thousand cherries on top. Yes. And I will do a, a cheap plug. If you want to use, if you want to check out independentwrestling.tv, you can use code fight talk. It helps me out when I'll use that. I'm not just shilling, but like that really is like you get so much bang for your buck for 10 bucks a month you on that, on that service. Have, if you don't have independent wrestling or high spots, you're just not supporting enough. They're both nine 99. They independent wrestling TV, IWTV puts up so many wrestling shows like 20 to 30 a week there's millions you'll never run out of wrestling shows it's overwhelming at times but it's a great investment <laughs> you get to see all your favorite wrestlers everybody's always going at it sometimes they have really cool uh shows like the masked wrestler which they're going to have part two of it's a great ten dollars spend it supporting wrestlers supporting companies it's great for independent wrestling man it's just it's just what like what we're talking about here on a larger scale so absolutely and also shout out to fight tv you can watch the replay of everything we're talking about yeah. gcw over there so mm-hmm. uh, if you're a wrestling fan the the accessibility is there like it's you insane. can watch this stuff on any device <laughs> um we had a super chat from eloquent says the crowd looked like a url smack show lol <laughs> i'm not sure what it, what does that mean i'm i'm, I'm missing it's the a, reference uh, yeah that's a, a rap battles uh oh. and that's exactly what it is i think they've had rap battles at the hammerstein which is hilarious and yes it did and it, they kind of reacted like them too which is funny enough this crowd was a super interesting crowd because some of them like you said were full gcw but then some of them are just like wrestling fans some wrestling fans are just like there's a big show i'm gonna be there i don't know what to expect some wrestling fans go to shows and they're wwe fans and they're expecting wwe things and they probably like the jeff Jarrett parts and they probably like the matt cardona part so (laughs) we got real mixed bag tonight (laughs) um we got another super chat from easy attack says sup guys just saying what's up that was my first gcw pay-per-view i ever bought they got to improve the production that's fair. We said that at the beginning yeah. too. And mm-hmm. and I just don't know where to lay blame. It, it is right. a consistent thing with GCW, but it's also a consistent thing with Fight TV. Mm-hmm. I love Game Changer Wrestling. I love Fight TV. I don't want to blame anybody, but it is it is a topic that comes up often. Yeah, they somebody has to do something. I thought that a big show like this, it would be ready. Like there's moments where it just would cut off or like there'd be like that rainbow screen or whatever. They have to, somebody has to do something about what's going on here because it's across the board. Anytime people watch a GCW show that are not used to GCW shows, main thing they talk about is production value. So they got to do that. hundred percent. Dennis with another super chat. Thank you. Dennis says this was my first full GCW show. The chaos is great, but they need to work on harnessing it and better and fixing the pacing, especially when you have a hard out. They usually do. That's what was so weird about it. That's why I'm like, you got to do what brought you to the dance. They just like, 
went full Russo mode or something. I don't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> Not a super chat, but I will give a shout out to my, my buddy SP3 says, just got home. Glad to see you legends reviewing the show. So mm-hmm. shout out to SP3. Hey, Great people SP3? there. Um, more super chats. I got, I got super chats and humper chats. We're going to get through all these. If you have more of these, keep them coming. Me and Reg will answer all your questions, read out, read out your stuff and, uh, give you our thoughts. We have Bryant Heath. I see him in here all the time. What's up, Bryant says as someone who watches GCW regularly, I feel the show would have been way better received if it had been in Atlantic city due to them having more freedom. That really is the optimal spot for them. Yeah, is, is Atlantic city. Yeah, but it was just like the history, the look, the venue, Hammerstein. Like just hearing Hammerstein as a wrestling fan and someone that was super into ECW, that was a cool. That was cool. But yeah, yeah. it would have been way better if they would have just did what usually what they usually do, went to Atlantic City and just threw everything that they usually do. Have Alex Colon out there in some nasty death match and just really burn it to the ground. But I mean, they always do that. So like next week. When they're in, wherever they're at, they're going to do that. The week after, they're going to do that. So it's kind of like, I don't know, man. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, there, there's a prestige to Hammerstein yeah. that's undeniable. Right. But hopefully what this show accomplished is it got a whole lot of new eyes on it. That will mm-hmm. translate into them, like you said, like the next time they're in an Atlantic City. Or I think they'll have a lot of freedom in, in Atlanta, Georgia, for instance. Like, right. some of these upcoming shows maybe there will be a lot of new eyes on it. And I can see it already. I know there's going to be people who are going to go, wait, I watched the Hammerstein show and like there wasn't glass and blood and meat skewers and gossip plates and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But there's going to be a a part of the fan base that's like, hell yeah, why wasn't this on Mm -hmm. the Hammerstein show? So Mm -hmm. they're they're, right now they're in the business of just growing their business, gaining Mm -hmm. momentum, getting new eyes, throwing stuff against the wall and see what what sticks. I mean, and, and they've made a lot of really good moves up to this point, so... And this isn't it. This isn't like this last show that they're going to have. They're going to continue to do it. They're going to have another big show, and then they're going to have another big show. So everything's a learning experience. They're still super new, a super new promotion. They're still trying things. They're still seeing what works. Next Hammerstein show is going to be way different than this because they're going to know how to go for it. So it's all a learning thing. Absolutely. We got another super chat from Russell Voice says, there was some good stuff here and some things that I'm sure GCW will improve on. The Indies are about to explode. I can feel it. Yeah, 100%. I, I totally agree. I mean, mm-hmm. indie wrestling has been thriving for a long time now. But, yeah. you know, especially it's wild because a lot of people thought there was going to be a real lull when AEW came around because there just wasn't that many free agents. But all of them rose to the top. I mean, the cream always rises to the top, in my opinion. And, mm-hmm. and there's always that next there's always those next guys up like, you know, that'll never end. I don't think as long as there's wrestling fans out there that want to be wrestlers, there will always be another Mm -hmm. crop of people that will take those spots when they're available. That's why it's always so funny when they say independent wrestling's dead, it'll never die, dude. As long as there's wrestlers, there's going to be independent wrestling. There's always going to be people that reject what's on top. There's people that don't watch AEW. There are people that don't watch wwe they only watch their local wrestling company like i don't go to wrestling shows or i don't like wrestling but i go to blah 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 every saturday and go to the fairgrounds yeah Yeah. exactly and i still watch uh, the little people wrestling in the bar or whatever i don't know it's there's all all kinds of things so yeah independent wrestling will never die it's actually 
people thought that it was gonna go down when AEW came, but AEW actually enhanced it for some odd reason because people are super going in for the independent rest uh, and independent wrestling because they know they can get a shot in AEW, and then AEW still letting guys do independent wrestling, so letting people do independent wrestling, so it's all thriving and it's getting better. And now people that are leaving AEW and leaving WWE and leaving Impact Wrestling aren't trying to go to another company. Some of them are like, I just want to go have fun in the independent wrestling. Uh, scene so we're yeah. lucky <laughs> yeah for sure i mean and, and go figure what a concept being an independent contractor that's mm-hmm. actually an independent contractor right you know mm-hmm. and it isn't like that everywhere unfortunately no it's not another super chat from me canna coaster thank you very much says first gcw show overall not bad ending kind of sucked but good god some other matches were worth the money to me mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we 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 pretty much echo those sentiments yep um, I don't think that the ending sucked, but I also no, I don't think so. I could I could totally understand someone from the outside not that, yeah. fully mm-hmm. getting the 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 grasp of like how big Nick Gage is to that audience. Right. Yeah. Um, we had oh another uh, we got some more super chats and once again we're we got like five or so more left. If you have any last minute ones, we will make sure to address them. Send mm-hmm. the super chats or humperchat.com. Also, make sure you're subscribing to FightfulSelect.com. There's a lot of great stuff there. Sean's always breaking news. We got a bunch of podcasts. Mm-hmm. And hit the thumbs up button and subscribe. We had a super chat from Brian Heath. Thank you for another super chat. Says, love seeing everyone get a payday. And that was in regards to the uh, like the battle royal and everything mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show. So Definitely. Same. I agree. Yeah. It's great to see a dude like Cole Radrick like, get flown out, mm-hmm. get paid, get in front of that audience. Like, Yo, yeah, Janai. Guy, all those people yeah it was great absolutely and i'm with you too like about hoodfoot like he's gonna be a massive star like he's like, so cool yeah it, it, it's been bubbling <laughs> but the crazy thing with him is like he wasn't doing death matches until a few mm-hmm. months ago right, so like yeah. he was doing like paradigm pro like uwfi stuff mm-hmm. he was just doing you know straight up pro wrestling mm-hmm. really mixing in the heavy hitting and the the technical and all that stuff but then when he dove into deathmatch wrestling, and because he bleeds like more than anybody, mm-hmm. like he the, the deathmatch scene swooped him up. They're like, he's one of us now. Like, and and well, now as, he's gonna blow up. Yeah, as a black wrestling connoisseur, as you know, there aren't a lot of black wrestling deathmatch workers. So he knows that there's a market because there's like four of them. Shout out to Phoenix Kid, he's one. AJ Gray does some sometimes. Billy Dixon has done a couple, but for the most part. A lot of black wrestlers are like, oh, <laughs> that's true. I didn't actually really yeah. think about it like that, but yeah. that is, that's a very good point. So Hoodfoot's um, like, so now he's on the scene and he's all in when he bleeds, he bleeds <laughs> his whole, his head. He has a bald head. So his whole head is covered with blood when he, when he bleeds. And so he um, hit the scene. What a way to hit the scene against Alex Cologne. That's why this really surprised me when he came out. I'm like, wow, they really cheered for Hoodfoot. He made his mark. Yeah. Like no one could. Well, that was awesome. So He's cool. got to be a regular going forward. Yeah. Yeah. This showed right here that he has to. <laughs> he, he did back-to-back shows in Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, like a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. And he lost so much blood that I'm convinced that anyone who wrestles in the city of Chattanooga for the rest of their life will share some sort of DNA with Hoodfoot. Like that dude's <laughs> blood is all over oh those buildings. God, dude, um, yeah. Love that dude. Shout, shout out. Uh, shout out Hoodfoot. Mm-hmm. Um, we had another super chat from Valab says, you know, Fonzie looks a lot healthier than he did 20 years ago. Shout out to Bill Alfonso. Yes, yeah. Fonzie 
looks great. He got new teeth. He's the man again. So, and he's been involved in wrestling since right like down the middle, 50s. baby. Yeah, yeah, it's right. Been a long time. <laughs> Used to be a referee. Yeah, with a full a, head of hair. <laughs> manager of champions for Sabu and RVD for a long time. Taz, yeah, great, absolutely. But he he's still working. Uh, some people probably don't know because there's a lot of people's first gcw shows but he still works in like aiw with matthew matthew justice they do like a throwback thing they do what they did tonight but over there <laughs> uh, shout out aiw i am a big joshua bishop fan yeah josh bishop is i think i thought he would have be in a bigger position at this point too he's still working on it man he's still going for it he just had a WWE tryout. Oh, um, okay. okay. Yeah, I don't know what's going to come of that, if anything. Um, yeah. And he would fit in great there because of he his would. size and his youth. Yep. Um, but he's yes, another he one of those guys that I, I got to see. I mean, I literally probably saw his first match ever in front of people years mm -hmm. back. And, like, to watch that kid go from, like, a literal teenager to, like, this basically like the second coming of Sid Vicious. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> so He's shout out to AIW. That's, that's really a good, good promo shot. too. Yeah. He has a shot. He'll, he'll, yeah. He'll and I like Maserati West with him too. I think they're a good yeah. package. Mm -hmm. Um, another super chat from Ben Dixon. Thank you. Ben says, think we get Janela and X-Pac versus Cardona and Myers or Janela X-Pac and stunt versus Cardona Myers and green. I think Janela and X-Pac against Myers and, uh, Cardona is probably in the workings from what it looks like tonight. It looks like they said they're setting that up. I'd agree. Yeah. And the last super chat we've got here. And once again, if you get any last minutes, one ones in, we will address them says is from Skywalker club. Thank you. Skywalker says, gotta be honest. I'm not crazy for hardcore. Oh wait, I already read that. That was about uh Danielson styles and Rollins. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Man being. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yes, thank you once again for the super chat. Skywalker. Yeah, thank you guys. So overall, we don't have to do like a, like a scoring system or, or, or star ratings or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But overall, I guess some, some closing thoughts from you, Reg, on GCW. Like, what's kind of your, your real feeling coming out of the show? I'm, I'm on the fence. I liked it. I liked a lot of moments. I think they ended on a great note. I think they began on a great note. I think they did a lot of things that they do well in GCW. But I think think they sh could have done more i think the people that got them to the dance should have been featured more atticus coger uh all so many wrestlers i named earlier you just know those are the ones they need to be featured here they need bigger moments they need singles matches this needs to be the gcw show that i see every week i don't want a uh big wrestlemania style extravaganza i don't need that i need what brought you to the dance i need the things that made me love gcw here again so you know but regardless of that they sold out hammerstein they had a big pay-per-view big show a lot of eyes are on the thing nasty leroy got to talk on screen he got to do some things virgil was there there was a great uh, aj gray got to get the brass ring there were some moments that i liked a lot of things that i liked i'm like that i like that gcw got to have that moment yeah more than anything that's super cool for them i feel the same way it was a lot of people that me and you have been rallying behind for a long yeah. time yeah. that got a big stage and a lot of eyes on them in a, in a prestigious building and mm -hmm. it's something synonymous with ecw and there's yeah. gonna always be the parallel between gcw and ecw and mm -hmm. this all just made sense and it felt right there was some misses but overall 
I was pretty happy with the show overall, just yeah, just overall, for what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, big thank you to Luis Polito for putting all these chats together for me and, and making this real easy tonight for me and Reg. Um, Righteous Reg, tell the people where to find you before we get out of here, man. Uh, at Graph City Podcast every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific for me, 12 Eastern. Me, Will Washington, and Philip Lindsay talk the weekend wrestling. Uh, RighteousRedge.bandcamp.com. Very soon, AEW's Black History Month hip hop project is going to hit the stores, hit the scenes. It's going to be great. There's going to announce some crazy things that I can't even believe are happening are going to be announced very soon. So just keep your eyes peeled. Thanks to everybody for the super chats. Thank you for having me here. This has been super cool. GCW, I'm excited to see what happens here in this year's. I hope this fucking pandemic leaves so I can go to some shows. I'm tired of not going to shows. I know y'all got some coming up in L.A. super soon that are looking cool. So I'm going to go there. Let's do this. That's it. <laughs> Hell yeah. So thank you again to Reg for joining me today. Mm-hmm. If uh, if y'all want to follow me on Twitter, it's Fight Talk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. If you want to use my IWTV code, it's Fight Talk. All is one word, no spaces. Uh, watch watch independent wrestling on there. I, I promise you, out of like the 6,000 shows they have on there, if, if you call yourself a wrestling fan and can't find something you like on, on IWTV, you're just not a wrestling fan. I'm, I'm convinced yeah. of it. Um, uh, you can uh, obviously support FightfulSelect.com. That's the place to be for all of Sean Ross Sapp's breaking news. A bunch of extra podcasts like my Weekender talking indie wrestling. Uh, I do that every Sunday. We got Alex Pulowski's Sour Graps. I mean, there's a ton of content over there. We got Rob and Maggie with their new show. So a lot of stuff over there, FightfulSelect.com. That's the most direct way you can support everything we do here at Fightful. And uh, announcement that was actually made earlier today, uh, going forward every Thursday, myself and Jeremy Lambert will be doing a new show called The Spotlight on Mm. this channel here at Fightful. Um, I was a big fan of The Distraction. Great friends with Jeremy and Joseph and... Um, this is kind of the new Thursday show that we're going to be doing for Fightful, and I'm really excited to be a part of it. And we're going to be highlighting really a little bit of everything from every company. But on top of it, we're going to highlight creators and content creators and like that kind of stuff, too. We're going to find people who are involved in wrestling and give them shout outs, like really just try to help the whole community out and, and talk about the things we like about wrestling, and the things that we don't like about wrestling. Mm. But um, y'all can look forward to that now every Thursday That'll be at 2 p.m. Eastern time, youtube.com slash Fightful. Um, That'll do it for Righteous Reg. I'm Steven Jensen. Take it easy and have a good one. Peace.